0: Hundreds of thousands of high school and college students in India are going through end-of-year exams. But Muslim girls in the southern state of Karnataka, who wear the hijab or headscarf, could be facing a big decision if they want to continue going to class.
1: It's more like telling us to choose between our education and religion.
0: Aisha Imtiaz is one of a group of students at Mahatma Gandhi Memorial College in the town of Vadupi in Karnataka who's facing that tough choice after school administrators across the state, citing government restrictions, banned students from wearing religious symbols in class. That includes the headscarf. There have been protests and counter-protests across the country ever since. So what does this mean for religious freedoms in India? I'm Malika Bilal, and this is The Take. The debate started in December, when a group of students attending a government-run college in the town of Udupi were barred from school and told to remove their headscarves because it was not part of the uniform.
1: My name is Bibi Muskan. I'm studying in second year PES degree college.
0: In February, Muskan got on her bike to attend class as usual. She was wearing a mask, a headscarf, and a long black overcoat, what she calls a burqa. And she was met with this.
1: There I saw a lot of boys standing and telling me to remove the burqa and telling me if you need an education you should remove the burqa and go inside the campus or else uh, you are not allowed it like that. I parked my bike but those were coming front and instigating me or uh, you know, telling me to remove the burka, and they were giving their religious slogan. And so at that time, I was scared. Allah, let me! Allah, let me! All my principals and my lecturers they just ran and came in front of me, and they took me to the class safely. Like you know, like angels, <laughs> like that, yeah.
0: And now, all Muskan and others like her can do is wait.
1: I'm eagerly waiting for the final judgment just because from March 24 exams will be started. So I don't know how to attend. I- I'm just waiting for the final judgment. I don't know about options like uh, I can go for the other college where they're allowed to wear the
0: hijab. To find out more about how all of this started, I spoke to a journalist who's been covering the topic.
2: My name is Sanya Faruqi. I am a journalist and host of The Sania Faruqi Show, based out of New Delhi. I regularly speak to Muslim women journalists and
0: activists and change makers from across uh, the world. So talk to us about the Karnataka hijab debate.
2: Sometime around New Year's Eve, we found out that about five or six young pre-university students were not allowed to attend classes because they were wearing hijab.
0: A dispute over Muslim women wearing traditional Islamic headscarves in schools and colleges is causing religious tensions in India.
2: These girls were stopped from going to school because they were wearing a hijab. They say that it is a violation of their fundamental right and the right to freedom of religion. But out of a blue, there was a new rule that they came up with, which said that you can't wear hijab to attend classes.
0: Of course, the students protested. Protests condemning the ban are now taking place across the country. Protests had evolved from a single school to a nationwide movement. Sanya told us that schools in India have been closed for months because of the pandemic. So many students have already missed out on their normal education. But the pre-university years and exams leading up to them are crucial, she said, in determining what university students can attend.
2: And here, right around the time when finally the students had a relief that they could go back to school, a bunch of students were stopped all because of the clothes that they were wearing, which in the past had never been banned. And from there, it sparked. It started in a small town in Karnataka, but within the next few days, I would say, we saw similar reports coming where young girls were suddenly not even allowed to enter the university campus or the school campus. This was then taken to the High Court because there were a lot of petitions that were filed. And the High Court kept saying that we don't want students to wear any religious outfits. So this was also countered by the boys studying in those schools and those pre-university colleges where all of a sudden we were seeing them wearing saffron robes and saffron scarves and saying that if the Muslim girls are going to wear their hijab, we
0: are going to wear this. Describe for me the importance of the saffron scarf. It's this bright orange, in case no one knows what saffron looks like, this bright orange color that some of the boys and young men have been wearing.
2: Yeah. So saffron is the color that BJP, the right-wing
0: organizations in India, wear, and that's a symbol of Hindutva. Hindutva is the Hindu supremacist ideology. And the BJP that Sanya mentioned is the ruling Bharatiya Janata Party of Prime Minister Narendra Modi.
2: It's the symbol of, I wouldn't say officially the symbol of BJP, but we do see a
0: lot of BJP members wearing orange scarves, orange robes. Sanya told us that male students don't normally wear saffron scarves to school.
2: So the question at that point was who was giving these college boys free robes, who was giving these college boys those saffron uh, scarves from where did they all of a sudden in hundreds across Karnataka, not just in one city, but we were seeing this happen systematically in many different cities. Then that was used as a premise in the high court to say that, oh, we will not allow any students to wear a hijab or a saffron robe, that you need to wear uniforms only. Karnataka has 12% of the Muslim population I'm from Karnataka myself. I've grown up in Bangalore, which, of course, is a very cosmopolitan, progressive, liberal city. Growing up in Karnataka, you will see a lot of women wearing hijab and niqab and head coverings, but that has never really been a problem. All of a sudden, around the time when India is going to go into state elections,
0: we are seeing attacks on Muslim students. Why has this become an issue in Karnataka? now.
2: The simple answer is it has nothing to do with feminism or empowering Muslim women, as a lot of people in India have been arguing. It has everything to do with state elections that are happening across India, primarily the Uttar Pradesh state election, which is crucial for BJP's 2024 game plan
0: of what they want to see India or what they want to do. India is holding local elections across five states. Karnataka is not one of those states, but Sanya says the events in Karnataka have made their way into campaign speeches in the states that are holding elections. Like India's most populous state, Uttar Pradesh. If they lose Uttar Pradesh, they need to have a
2: ground somewhere. Karnataka is a BJP-led state, and there's impunity, there's no accountability. The high court is giving orders which is not in favor of the women it's an attack on a community. It's attack on minority community.
1: There is no hijab ban in India. I think when it comes to rights of young girls to, uh, to have access to education, we should forget about politics.
0: That's Shazia Elmi, a BJP spokesperson talking to Al Jazeera's The Stream on February 24th. We reached out to her for comment, but she declined. We also reached out to the Karnataka chief minister's office, but didn't get a response. So, Sonia, I want to talk about what we know is happening right now in Karnataka. So as of this interview... The high court has said students must stop wearing religious garments in school until it makes a final ruling on banning all religious attire. And it's unclear when that final ruling will actually come down. But how is this playing out right now? What is the atmosphere like right now?
2: It's horrible because we are right now in the middle of final exams for students and there are regular reports that are coming that 10th grade students are not being allowed to write their exams or even attend classes because of the same reason. While the high court is saying we are not banning hijab and even the minority minister issued a statement saying hijab is not banned in India, right now it's the focus is on the school students because they are vocal. They are making sure their voices are being heard.
0: Speaking as someone who wears hijab, I can imagine this must be such a difficult decision for them to make on the steps of their school grounds. Have you spoken to students about this choice or do you know what people are opting to do? Are they going in to take their exams or are they deciding not to go? I spoke to two
2: students and both of them said it's a matter of their life and dignity as much as education is important for them. It's not just exams, but there's a lot of threat and a lot of assault that the students are going through. And how old are they? 15, 16, 17? Do you understand the mental trauma? And just imagine yourself not understanding The politics behind it But growing up for the rest of your life With the stigma that you were not allowed Your education, you were not allowed to go to school Your classmates, the boys You played and studied with Were attacking you, were threatening you I dread to imagine, I hope the families will allow them to continue their education. Otherwise it would be really tragic because after everything that they've done to go to school, there'll be many reasons why they will not be allowed to go to school. And it will not just be the institutions banning them, but also many other factors, safety. It could just be stepping out of the house in their hijab. They may just get attacked next for that. One of the students that I spoke to said she didn't want her name in the media because she said what they've done is they have published my name, my address, my family's contacts, my father's name, his income, everything on a BJP Twitter portal. I think they took that document down, I'm not sure, but it was there
0: for a couple of hours. There have been a number of laws that could be perceived as anti-Muslim that had been passed recently in India. So in 2019, you had the special status of Indian-administered Kashmir revoked. On August 5th, 2019,
2: the government of India scrapped a 70-year-old provision that had given special autonomy status to the state of Jammu and Kashmir, known as Article 370.
0: Then came a controversial citizenship amendment law that same year,
2: India has passed a new law that will make it easier for non-Muslim minorities
0: from neighboring countries to gain Indian citizenship. It was a day of unrest in India again over that controversial new citizenship law that critics say discriminates against Muslims. And now, the right to wear hijab is under question in Karnataka. What does this mean for Muslims in India and other minority rights in general? It's only a matter of time. What's next? They
2: have, if you join the dots in the past and see what's been happening, even the food that the Muslim community eats has been put under radar, their clothes, their right to education. In every sector, in every industry, they're being attacked.
0: Have we seen similar or the same types of attacks or behavior towards Christian communities? The Christian community is
2: attacked. Around Christmas, we see reports that come where priests, including a nun, are attacked because apparently they are converting um, Hindus into Christians or are holding conversion channels or conversion events. So, of course, there is an attack on the Christian community as well. Hate crimes targeting India's Christians. The epicenter is BJP-ruled Karnataka, which has seen at least five such attacks or acts of aggression in the past three months across the state. And we've seen this happen to the Sikh community as well. Students opposed and said, if religious headgear is banned, then how come Sikhs are allowed to wear a turban? The response that they got was, oh, well, the Sikhs wear it to cover their hair, which is needed, whereas Muslim women do it to cover their modesty, which is not
0: needed. You have a show on your YouTube channel, in which you speak about issues like these, what have those conversations been like recently? How are you doing emotionally? How are you processing all of this as a Muslim woman?
2: It's very difficult. I am facing a lot of harassment on my own. I don't want to talk about that in detail, but it's not easy being a journalist, but it's also not easy if you have a Muslim name. Of course, every woman I speak to talks about how empowered she is, and the hijab has not stopped her from doing what she's doing. And yes, there have been challenges. There have been a lot of social and family issues and family challenges that they have overcome. India is no longer a safe country for Muslims. Is that
0: a thing that you're worried about? Of course we are worried about this.
2: I regularly face harassment. I am fighting different types of battles every day. And if you ask any journalist or any Muslim journalist or a Muslim woman who's in a public space, you will hear similar stories. My YouTube channel keeps getting uh, locked up. Mm. <laughs> the accounts get disabled. Wow! Just last week, one of my
0: accounts was disabled and I managed to restore it. So where does this stop? For now... Muskan, the student in Karnataka, says she'll continue to keep up her studies and trust that the Indian constitution, which guarantees religious freedoms, backs her up.
1: I trust our Indian constitution that doesn't go against any religion. I just want to give the message to all the students. Education is a main platform of our life. Do concentrate towards this rather than anything.
0: And that's The Take. This episode was produced by Ruby Zaman and Ney Alvarez, with Amy Walters, Nagin Oliei Alexandra Locke, Priyanka Tovey, and me, Malika Bilal. Our sound designer is Alex Roldan. Our engagement producer is Aya el milik and our executive producer is Stacey Samuel. Special thanks to Anmal Saxena, Al Jazeera's New Delhi bureau chief, for his help. For more on this story, including videos and the worldwide reaction this has sparked, head to aljazeera.com. We'll be back.